0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh When we travel to a city for the first time we develop a bucket list of things to do places to visit restaurants to eat at during our stay over there and we rely on friends who've gone there before or websites such as TripAdvisor to make this list Same thing happens when you go to Mecca and Medina for Umar or Hajj People will tell you things like "Oh, you, this is the most exciting thing there this is the most exciting thing there and everyone has their own opinion my personal favorite, not to say one is more or less than the other, the thing that I look forward to every single time I go to Makkah and Medina, the thing that I'm excited about is the arrival in al-Munawaraha. The first time that we arrive in Medina to say salam to the Prophet, that's that's the most surreal moment for me, and that's why I always try to organize our trips in a way where I go to Medina al-Munawwara first, and then Mecca afterwards. And uh, I remember this was a trip in 2017, Hajj, it was August 26th, we arrived in Medina al-Munawwara, and this was after a long trip, I drove from Detroit to Chicago, then Chicago took a flight to Dubai, and there was... Eight or ten hour layover, you know those are killers. Kind of restless the whole time, and then we finally get to the city of uh, Medina at the airport, and I didn't realize that we were with a group, and this is my first time in a group in Hajj. Before that Umrah was e Umrah is easy you arrive. You you know you leave the airport, so it was a few hours. You have to get everyone together, and so that 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 tested my patience. But you know the excitement was building up. All the poems of arriving in Medina were echoing through my mind. And, and 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 during that t- time in the airport, I developed the best friendships as we were waiting because it was a test of my patience. But it was amazing. We had we were waiting and people were frustrated. This is going on, and there was one one youngster in particular that caught my eye, because of the way others were looking at him in the airport. They were giving him the strangest looks. It's it's how, it's how people like the you know. Homeland security or the airport security in in America looks at me when I walk into the airport with my big turban on, like that. They were looking at him like that, like the strangest look. And I I, I can resonate with those looks. And there was a security of the airport, the staff members, everyone was just looking at him all strange. And I didn't realize why they're looking at him strange, and because I just came from America. But then I realized after a few moments, they're looking at him because of his... Really high shorts. He was wearing shorts, and his hands were in his pocket. His shorts were at least like seven or eight inches above his knees. I told him, you know, he he's in the Guinness Book of Records for wearing the highest shorts ever in the in Medina. And poor guy he didn't know any better. You know, this innocent youngster who came to Medina for the first time. You know, didn't have any, didn't know anyone. Allah accepted him. You know, Allah accepts everyone from all walks of life. Allah accepted him to be in the city of Medina and perform Hajj and only Allah knows how much he really benefited and truly benefited from this journey. So he had a really kind heart, generous person. One day we'll speak about him as well. We were waiting and these two women, there were old, um, elderly women in our group. They were on the wheelchairs and they had to be pushed. And he just automatically starts pushing one of them. And I just follow pursuit. It was He gets all the reward because he started first. And then I start pushing. And these women start making dua for us. And their du'as were, Oh Allah give him a pious spouse, beautiful, and you know, Salihah, Mu'mina, Afifah, Taqiyah. They didn't realize I understood Arabic. So after a few moments, I stopped the wheelchair. And I, I go up to the lady, I say, Mother, I'm already married. <laughs> so don't make du'a for that, please. And, and I didn't tell her what du'a to make. I just said, just don't make that du'a. Alhamdulillah, I'm already married. So then she changes her du'a and she starts making du'a that I have, you know, pious children that are the coolness of my eyes. And just a few, mom- few months later, like in March of the next year, I had my third son, Hussein. Um, I didn't know my wife was expecting at that time, so I I do believe she, this um, son of mine is the is the manifestation of the du'a of this woman that we were just serving, because anyone you serve, Allah accepts as du'a. And she, the other one made du'a for him to get married, and he ended up getting married. And he him and his wife are living in the Bay Area now. So then we finally get on the bus and while we're on the bus you know I usually all the poems of arriving in Medina are going through my head uh, one in particular
1: mein aur mein qasdan Wapas nahi doondte, doondte log thak
0: so this po- this poet's you know this is going through my head when we get to Medina. We're gonna wander in the streets of Medina. People are gonna look for me. They can't find me. And then finally. As the bus is arriving close to the to Haram, you start seeing the green dome. Jaisi
1: sabz gum bad nazar Aayega bandagi ka karina Badal jayega Sarjukane ki he says,
0: when I first see the green dome, and I'm getting closer to the haram, how, can I, how would I even out of humility put my head down and do sajda? I don't have to do that because as I see it, my tears will be flowing down my eyes and my tears will be falling in Sajda. I mean, these poets, how they capture these moments is unbelievable. So, you know, this is going through my head. And then we <clears throat> arrive at the hotel and when we get there, when we get there, our our rooms are not available for us. We can't take a shower, get ready to go. So it was, it was kind of, uh, you know, a, a bummer that we couldn't go right away. But nonetheless, we we took advantage of that moment, and at that moment, they were going to uh, Mount Uhud for ziyarat, and Sheikh Muhammad was in that group. So we just said, you know what, let's go for ziyarat, and then we went for ziyarat, and then so all day we end, end up spending three, four hours more, and now the excitement's building up, building up, and the people that are with me are their excitement is building up, and then we finally get back, and our rooms are open, and now we can go to say salam for the first time, and now as we go uh, to Haram. To say salam with a group of youngsters, we're walking in, many of them for the first time, and I walk through the door, right. And there's a few of us that were with me; they just froze as they were entering the door to of the masjid. They froze. I look back, I said, "Come on, let's go." And I this story I've heard from other people as well. I said, "Come on, let's go." They just froze. They couldn't speak. First time
1: coming, but they couldn't. They just
0: couldn't come inside and you know just because I was so excited said, you know what I'll come back and get these guys later let me just go I said go you know for the first time and this visit I go say Salam and every time I say Salam I, I recite um, that poem that a Bedouin came and recited at the grave of the Prophet many years before and that poem now is engraved on the walls of the يا خير من دفنت بالقاء يعظمه فطاب من طيبهن الْقَاعُ والأكم نفس الفداء لقبر أن تساكنه فيه العفاف وفيه الجود والكرم أنت الشفيع الذي ترجى شفاعته على الصراط ما سلت القدم وصاحبك فلا أنساهما أبدا من السلام عليكم أماجر القلم and you know it's a lengthy poem. He says, "Ya oh, or the one who's, or oh, the best one who ever has been buried in the soil. bin Every single thing around the soil has has developed this fragrance and beautiful scent because of your body touching it. My 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 body, my life may be sacrificed for you. In this grave, the one who's resting in it, there's modesty, there's karam, there's nobility, there's generosity, and he and he highlights the qualities of the Prophet in this poem so I always mention this poem when I get to the grave of the Prophet and then afterwards I come back and I see them and I, and I say why, why don't you come in and they said we couldn't you know we just we froze so and uh, because of regret of embarrassment that you know imagine if the Prophet was alive today how would we face him We'd, we we are full of sins and that caught me for the rest of my life you know when we're leaving this world what would be our sentiments and feelings what and would we be excited you know Imam Shafi'i when he's on his deathbed he he was excited. He says he says, <laughs> He says, look, I'm I'm just the best time of my life. I'm gonna pass away right now and I'm gonna be able to see Allah and see the Prophet in Akhirah. I was waiting for this all along. So how what will be our level of excitement when we see the Prophet on the Day of Judgment? would we be able to would he be proud of us would he be happy seeing us would he hug us these are the questions that should that should echo in our mind and like how those few uh, youngsters how they never walked in because they were embarrassed or many scholars who could not you know, come and say salam to the Prophet from the front they would say it from the feet side so this message I leave with you all and myself and this, it was a message that resonated for the rest of my life is inshallah when we leave this world we, we will be excited and when the Prophet sees us, on, sees us on the Day of Judgment he'll be proud of us for upholding his sunnah in this time and age may Allah make us among those when the Prophet sees us he hugs us and he's proud of us JazakAllah khair Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh